is the A to Z Golfing Podcast live in Studio C with Andy Cezanne. Hello, hello. I am Anthony Zampano. Uh, what a weekend in golf. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to cover from local stuff to professional women's, professional men's. Um, I saw a lot of the stuff about the massive qualifier in Columbus, Ohio with like, <laughs> I don't know, 80 yeah. professional golfers trying to qualify yeah. for the U.S. Open. Well, so. one's one of your favorite golfers, right? Uh, you know what? In the coming months and years, I think people will figure out who that is and we'll probably have multiple guests that will like to talk about that. So um, we are going to get started this week. I want to talk a little bit about Memorial. It, everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not going to start with the John Rahm situation, but... You have to start there. Yeah, you I have mean, to start you, you have to go there. You can't go to the winners yet. All right, before we get into it, I got to ask you a simple question. Yeah. If it was Jordan Spieth with a six-shot <laughs> lead going into Sunday, wow. is he playing by himself? Wow, what a question. Come on. What a question. Um... I hate to say it, but I think the answer is yes to that. I think he's by himself, his own hole, no one's around him. I don't even know if they'd give him his caddy at that point. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I haven't even thought of something like that. Well, that's what I'm here to do is is ask you really good questions yeah. and put you on the spot. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know anything about their protocols out there, and I don't know what they're doing for COVID. I just, I find it very hard to believe. I mean, two things. Number one, no reason to tell him what happened right, right when he gets off of the 18th hole. Yeah. Absolutely no reason. I mean, that's right in front of all the cameras right there. I mean, you, you could have taken him in the back. And, well, then... and you're also getting him at a time when it's he's, he's yeah. most amped up. I mean, he just shot 65 or 66. He's got a six-shot lead. His thought process is probably like, you know, where can I get a Spanish dinner, <laughs> right? Where can I relax? relax, yeah. get out of the heat, get ready for tomorrow. I think that was handled poorly. And I, I just, like I said, I can't figure out how in this day and age where we're on the back end of this, right? that this guy cannot compete by himself. Is there really a different, I mean, it's not like when Tiger Woods was in 2000 where you put Tiger next to somebody and they would shoot 80 in the final round. Right. Right. I mean, I can't see John Rahm shooting any worse than 72, 73 in the final round. Yeah. And I think that's all he had to do just get the job done. I think it ended up he could have shot like plus four or something like that yeah. which is which is just crazy but um, the playoff was incredible. Morikawa is such a, a great young player. Yeah I mean he I'm really looking forward to seeing what he has in the future yeah. um, I, I think all the young talent right now is it's really exciting to watch on the tour. Yeah and uh, I just wanted to throw out the little notion of Morikawa. I know Patrick Cantley won so I uh, congratulations on his second memorial victory I think he tied Tiger Woods for the only guys to win there twice before the age of 30. So yeah. that's that's some pretty good company to be in. But um, another another thing that we want to talk about this weekend is Andy, you know, we heard about the victory. We saw the victory. <laughs> yeah. 17 under. I Give us a little on. more detail as to what was going on over yes. there at Itasca. <laughs> so we had a uh, Fallis Cup um, tournament. It was a four ball. Uh, me and my partner met him first day of it. I just because I went to the pro shop and I was like, hey, I want to be in this uh, tournament. How do I do it? And he's like, I got a partner for you. And I said, let's do it. Um, so, and this guy, the, the guy, Peter, a great guy. He's been there for like five years. So I remember he has like, he knows everyone too. So how he, he just randomly got drawn with me. I, I'm 
graciously happy about. Um, but yeah, so I played extremely horrible the first nine holes because I was nervous. You know, I'm with the guy for the first time. I'm a 14 handicap. He's like a five handicap or something like that. Yeah. So the intimidation factor. Um, but then I, I settled in and then I started making, made some pars for which then made some birdies for us and then just held us strong on, on bogeys for pars and he was draining it in. And then the second day we kind of just lit it up. Second day we just went on a tear. Um, I was either hitting pars or he was hitting a par and then gave me a chance at birdie and then I was rolling things in because I don't know how to read putts but he told me where to put it. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, I mean, I, I birdied back-to-back holes which I don't know if I've, I think I've done one time in my life. I birdied a, a par five and then a par three uh, back-to-back the, uh, what is it, 16th and 17th there. That's awesome. And uh, it was funny because I was going for the putt on the 17th and where I was aiming he's like, you don't want to aim there. I'm like, where do you want to go? He's like, another four yards that way. I was like, oh, it's going to be that much of a break. He's wow. like, yeah. And I hit it where he told me to and it, it, it went in uh, and it was amazing and then we won by one stroke so needed that putt to go in and, yeah. and we got it. So I was real excited and happy to have him as my partner. And that's your first event out there? That was my first event first out club there. Event? Probably the last one because they probably won't let me back in anymore. <laughs> but, no, uh, they'll, let, they'll let you back in. Well, see, and here's the, you know, and then it's, it's funny because, you know, we do a lot of tournaments and stuff and whenever someone comes in that's new, you know, they're legit handicapped and they have a good day. And then, you know, you get that, that, that fun S word that gets thrown around that whole sandbagger. Sandbagger. So, you know, I mean, you and I have golfed enough to know that I, I, I can't sandbag. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can have a, a hundred day. I can have a 83 day. I mean, that's just, that's just my game. Well, I mean, some would say that is the definition of a sandbagger. Well, I don't purposely try to hit an 83, <laughs> um, or a hundred at the same time that's just you know the way my my golf game is it's so inconsistent right now um but i mean i I, i'm a 14 handicap and i want to get down to a 10 by the end of summer i joined a club as we talked about last time itasca my goal is to get down to a 10 even a nine like i'd love to see a nine if that's possible i don't know but i'm definitely going to try to get there well you know going forward and you know we have multiple friends that always ask a lot of questions about when they're dropping in handicap and they want to do things to make themselves play better get better and stuff like that and I think one of the things that for yourself with your family and stuff is that you know you're dedicating a lot of time to the practice you know that whole getting under a 10 handicap thing is any really good player will tell you it's predicated a lot on short game it's predicated around really maximizing your time on the range it's not so much it doesn't become just throwing down a bucket of golf balls anymore and okay a couple wedges couple seven irons I'm really cool I want to hit 700 drivers it's not it's honing it in what shots do you hit to these targets what do I do when you know the different conditions if you go to Itasca one day or you go to the range and it's downwind and then it's into the wind the next time you're there how are you how are you really working on the intangibles in your game and I know from playing with you enough your game comes down to one simple thing you have a, a beautiful golf swing and thank you we've all told you this the the art of putting yeah. is 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 far away for you Not and in it's my fair, it's it's far away for you and it's still far away for me like yeah. we're 
amateurs were never going to be Tiger Woods, yeah. Jack, um, Crenshaw. Um, little shout out to Matt Collin for being compared to uh, Ben Crenshaw. Right. But needless to say, um, those are the things is that when you practice, you got to practice to what your game is, yeah. right? It's, it's kind of like when you hit a ball into the trees and then we all have watched enough TV to see a guy, oh, I'm going to hit this slinging hook from around a tree, low trajectory, and I'm going to get it to run on the green, right? Yeah. I, I think I saw Cantley do it with like a wedge or something. That We can't do that. No, that's not in my Right, game That's either. how we make double bogeys. Right. right? You know, they do that, and then they make a 35-footer, and it's a birdie, and then we go out there, and we're like, oh, that's an easy shot. Oh, I Just saw like him do a, that. Like a little hooded gap wedge. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll keep it 12 feet off the ground, and then it's going to roll, and it's going to be on the left side of the green. It's going to be perfect, and I'm going to read it. Yeah. We need to simplify the game. So for you, as we venture into many things in life, I'm going to be right there next to you. Yeah. So, and it starts with a mallet putter, which I'm glad you went to. I, I went back to it. I went back to it. And if I ever see anything else in your bag, I might just snap it. You can, oh, okay? I don't want to do that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, well, to be honest, and that second day, the when I was when I was going at it, my short game, my chipping was the best I've done in I don't know how long. I mean, I was getting things close to the to the hole and then making my putts then because I was I was extremely close. And that's that's usually I think you said it correctly. Like that's where I have to improve on is short game and putting. Obviously, I, I drive the ball well. I I, yeah. I like the driver. I would is one of the most comfortable clubs in my bag. I used to hate it when I first started. I had a big banana slice, mm-hmm. and I worked probably two summers to get rid of that. My drive is one of my best things. If that's off, then yeah, sure, I'm gonna have a bad round anyways. Yeah. Um, but the short game and the putting for me well, is what, where I what, get. What is it specifically about putting that that like gets in your head about it? So I think it's actually just between the ears right now. To be honest okay. with you, um, it's been uh, it's it's been a long road of tournament golf just blowing putts to to lose a tournament and then i think it just starts to escalate onto that so when i get over a putt i don't know what's going to happen i I, I, because my pace on it is so bad Mm -hmm. that then it's in my head that i'm like oh i just got to try to make this thing close yeah and then i don't make it close and i'm like the next one like now i got to drain this one but i'm still 10 feet out like it's my whole pace on it I think is bad and then and then I, I question the read I have on it I, you know it's just I overanalyze it's, it's between my ears I okay. overanalyze everything on it okay I mean there's definitely there's definitely times out there where you know we we all do it I mean we all overanalyze the game and it's and it's one of the things that you know for me having somebody uh, like Myrig where when we simplified the game you know I, I I've, you've probably heard me say this see ball hit ball Find ball, hit it again. Go for, I mean, now there's a lot of conversations out there where I, I've had conversations with other friends of mine and they're like, well, that's really easy for you to say because you're good at the game. And I said, I understand that. But if you play with one of the things that we've talked about already is if you play with pace and you stick to your pre-shot routine, your fundamentals, your thought processes on how your game is, right, you'll be more effective over everything that you do, right? So for me, the whole idea of see the ball, hit the ball, go find the ball is that when I do find myself in trouble, I try to go the other way. I try to not even think about it. I try to simplify what the next process is, right? Sure. Do I have a good golf swing? Okay. Maybe I do have a good golf swing or it's a consistent golf swing and other people don't, but the more simple that you can make it, honestly, I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling you to follow any of the rules that I'm going to tell you to do because you've seen me play golf and I don't know if I, I follow any of the rules, right? but, 
but you should you should really just find that within you. You're doing a great job. Whatever you're doing, driving the ball and hitting irons, just bring that over. Yeah. Whether it's a different setup, whether it's a, a different pre-shot routine, whether it's, you know, one of the things that I think Rory did a long time ago was he stopped taking practice strokes and right. he just put the putter behind it and he started putting. Now, Roy McIlroy, not a great putter by, yeah. by any standards. Great player. If he, if he could putt better, he'd, you know, he'd probably win five or six times a year. Yeah. But just doing something different to slow down that mind, to get yourself into a different position and for you to see it differently too. And I think that's kind of the thing, yeah. you know, like everyone talks about the pre-shot routine, you know, and I think that coincides with it. You don't always have to do the same thing, but once you find something that works, see how long it works. Yeah. Right. You kind of blew my mind a little bit ago when you when you said the the practicing I should be doing is more of you know working on that short game working on that putting instead of going to the range like, you know whenever I think of I gotta go I gotta go to the range you know I, I think I just gotta pound balls mm-hmm. and you know a whole bucket I gotta get a whole bucket and okay well I just wasted an hour and a half here I gotta get home soon I'll go hit five putts on the green mm-hmm. you know and obviously that's where my problem is I should just go for an hour and a half on the green and hit five minutes of balls and that's I probably change my my work ethic on that well I think so. And I, and I think it's going to go with everything that we, we just covered. So I don't, I don't want to continuously ramble on about it, but if you are, you know, there's plenty of drills, everybody, social media is great for it and you see different people doing it. But if you could, if you could basically play around a golf in your mind on the range and just basically, you know, taking on this target, I'm taking on that target. If you're trying to work on pace, it doesn't really matter when you go to practice, just take the hole out of the equation, stick a T in the ground. Yeah. Right. Or maybe line up five T's and just hit golf balls at them because you're, you're not on the putting green to make putts. Like I, that's always been one of the biggest things that I always see is like guys will get angry on the putting green. They'll be like, Oh man, the greens are slow. They're, yeah. they're not cut. You're trying to make putts when you go out there. You're trying to figure out what the pace is of the greens because it's different everywhere. You're trying to work on those things. I think that could be very beneficial for you because you have the game. Yeah. You have the game. Well, thank you. Uh, The score doesn't represent it yet, but uh, I'm going to hopefully get there one day. So when is, uh, what is your next event? I, I I don't know your schedule and I, truth be told, I don't even know my schedule over at the Country Club, but, um, what events do you guys have coming up over there? Um, um, we, I, since I'm pretty late to the party, a lot of them were already filled. So I think realistically, the the next one I can get into is this the uh, the qualifier for the for the championship. Okay. So um, that'll be fun. There is a a new member scramble, but I think I have a kids t ball game that day, so oh, that was out nice. of question. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, so I think probably just the qualifier, and then I think there's some at the end of the summer that I can get into. Okay. Uh, we we touched on it last episode, so I was absolutely correct, but it took. Brian Barnes to, to tell me that the glass behind 18 oh. is ballistic glass. Oh, and, and you know, I found that out this weekend also because I, I asked the same question to a couple members. I was like, what's, how many, have you guys ever hit this glass? They're like, oh yeah, every time. I was like, oh, good. I'm like, now I know I'm going to definitely stay short on this hole. I got a text message from him and he's like, you know what? I just, I watched episode one. He goes, I got to let you know, I was on the patio the other night and somebody hit a ball, like just a bladed rocket right, and went yeah. right off the window yeah. and it start and it struck up the conversation. So it's funny. He's having the conversation. Two days later, he's listening to us talk That's about great. it and I'm getting a text message about it. That's phenomenal. It's, uh, it's, well, and they put, so they have Phil's bar there. That's the, the head pro there okay. or, and he, or the head manager of 
I don't know what he does. He's, he's there for a long time. And uh, they put Phil's bar right next to it, right next to the pro shop, which, I mean, that's just danger zone right there. I mean, those people, I was sitting out there after the, after the tournament and I was like, I think I should be fearful of my life here. We got, you know, we got the 20 handicaps coming in. Like, do, do I, do I be worried about what's happening here? Or do I just, I don't know. I guess I'll just keep drinking. So that's what we did then. Oh, that's pretty good. And see, that's what I like. You know, we, uh, Andy put out something on, uh, I think it was Instagram asking, you know, for some feedback from guys. What are some other stuff that any, you know, anybody wants to talk about are fans of ours. And as we follow along in this, it's going to be important. We want to do that type of stuff. We're getting a lot of comments about fittings. Everyone wants to talk about fittings. Andrew's been fit. Yeah. I've been, I've been attempted to get fit. (laughs) I'm sort of, I'm still building my own golf clubs in my basement and stuff like that. So we definitely know people in the industry. It's one of the things that we're going to talk about, uh, in this episode, a little bit about it. I don't want to get into it too much without having the expert here. We yeah. got to have an expert here. It's important. Yeah, we know someone will get yeah, in Yeah, we, kn- we know someone will, will chomp at the bit to get in here. So, yeah. um, it's well, debatable. If, if, <laughs> <laughs> no, the expert part is, listen, you know, we might as well jump into it. I, I have I have a hard time with, I think the hardest thing for me is, is understanding why the fitting is inside. I, I just, for the life of oh, me, yeah. I can't figure it out. Now, once again, it is... And I'll just give my full opinion, okay? Instead of just me mumbling. I think it is great for your guys that are between 10 and 20 handicaps that want to improve. Once you have gotten to a certain point, it is about ball striking. Mm -hmm. It is about not going after flag sticks. It's about putting yourself in the best position on the green to make the best putt, okay? And I think that's what you see when you watch professional golfers and... And you hear things like from Tiger Woods, I aim at one flag stick every 18 holes. The, the guy used to hit a ball on a string and he's only aiming at one flag stick. Yeah. And we're over here trying to, oh man, you know, change my dispersion and do all this stuff. I just come back to the fact that practice, practice, practice. And I'm sorry. I mean, it works for people. It yeah. doesn't work for me. Right. It doesn't work for me. I know it's worked for you. Well, we'll, we'll get someone on here and we'll, we'll talk about well, it. You don't, you don't want to go at it a little bit right no, now? You I know. Don't I, I, I want to save it. I want to save it all. I want to save it all. It has worked for me a little bit, I think. I don't know. We'll find out. I probably would be shooting the same 90s if I got fitted or not fitted, but awesome. in my mind, I feel better about it. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, we'll save it. Yeah, we'll save it. But one more time, congratulations, Andrew, on, you. on your weekend. Thank and you. uh, while you were successfully doing that. Yeah. You, what did you do? You well, had a, you had on, a Sunday, on Sunday, I was not successful. I lost in a playoff. Oh. lost in an AGT series playoff at Hawksview. Um we had probably, uh, there's a video out there and I, I got to figure out if I can send it to you and you could crop it. But so the first tee shot of the playoff, I introduced everybody and I don't course, know why. Of yeah, course, of course I had of to. Of course right? you did. So it's, it's myself playing with my adopted father, oh, George Tudor. Yeah. And then we're up against his real son, right. Brandon. Yeah. And then who I proclaim the, the, uh, the adopted son and Tim Morrow, yeah. right? So you got all this going on. We're making videos. Nick took like a 20 minute video. I think he followed us the whole entire hole, <laughs> but um, it was a great event. The golf course is a great condition, but basically to summarize the playoff, Tim hit a ball. I mean, I don't know if it was 40 yards right of the green pin high and it, 
I don't know if he was underneath a pine tree or if he was just in front of it or behind it. And he hit the most miraculous pitch shot to get that ball below the hole yeah. and have an uphill putt. And it was just, it was awesome. I tried to do everything. I tried to pick up a piece of grass and put it in front of his ball marker. <laughs> I tried to talk to him while he was pre-shot routine. And, oh, man. and he stepped up and he buried an eight-footer. And hey, that's hey, that's all you can do. I mean, that's what yeah. makes that's what makes those events so much fun is that I know all those guys, but right. yet we're still finding ways to have awesome stories, right. have an awesome time, and, and, and still make it like what we talked about. It's still a little bit competitive. Right. Right. Yeah. It, to me, I when you're in the moment, right, you want to win. Of course. But it's always that thing. I'm never rooting against somebody. Like when he made, when he hit that chip shot, is the same thing that I told him when we were talking uh, the night after, is that I was rooting for you, I think probably more than you were rooting for yourself, that you were going to make that putt. Because as we all know, it's only a great up and down. It's a great story if you right. make the putt, right? right? If we had gone to the second playoff hall and all hell broke loose, no one's going to remember it, right? Yeah. So that was... I would I would have made that pitch shot and I would have three putted from eight feet. I don't know. And I, you <laughs> wouldn't have three putted from there because yeah. if you would have missed, we you don't know. <laughs> if, if we would have missed, I think I might have been friendly and given it to you. And oh, we that, moved that's on, nice. But, that's nice. But your partner would have been in for five, too. I mean, well, that's, that's the true. best part about the partner game, yeah. too, right? Well, that's what I love about it. Yeah. I mean, you got Tim. He's sitting there from eight feet. Brandon's already in for five. He doesn't have to worry about pace. He's just, right. you know, he's just got to go ahead and putt it. Right. So um, the day before. So my weekend was yeah. drive from Chicago to... St. Louis, St. Louis to Chicago, Chicago to Lake Geneva. So um, the St. Louis event was great. It was fantastic. Eight that's, under par in the gross division. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, that was insane. I mean, I think there was a six-hole stretch of five. They birdied five of the six holes, or it might have been combined six of six with partner, but um, that was fantastic. That whole group down there, Gateway National, was in fantastic condition. Really? Yeah, and we had played there a couple years ago. Right. And I was a little... You know, I was, I thought it would be better because of the whole thing that you can see the arch, but yeah. this go around, it was in fantastic well, shape. And that's good to hear. Cause I don't know if you kind of just heard what I said really. I was kind of shocked cause I knew that we talked about uh, gateway before and I knew mm-hmm. that it was, you know, it's a great course, great yep. track, but, uh, I, I remember you were a little uh, underwhelmed with it. Yeah. Originally I was, yeah. um, I, I can't recall how many times I had been down there to play it, but I had also played it, uh, when I, when a couple of buddies of mine, we went down and we played Bell Reeve. It was kind of like the course that you play before you go home. And it was still kind of the same thing. Once you get past the whole idea, you see the arch, it was like back to the golf course and you know, I'm big on the design and the layout and everything. So condition goes into that. But I mean, everybody that came off the golf course, it's always one of my biggest first questions. I'm like a kid in a candy shop. Like, (laughs) How was the course? How were the greens? How was the condition? And everyone, everyone absolutely loved it. So we've crowned eight more qualifiers for the national championship at Branson. Brand new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to get that out. It is going to be exciting. I think we got to get George in there somehow. We got we got to help him. Well, get George, George is on the first alternate list. Yeah, he's yeah. on the first alternate. I want to get a, I want to get a cover. I want to get him a trophy. Well, George, you know, George plays about two hundred and twenty rounds a year, <laughs> so I, I don't I don't think it's going to be a problem. He's going to be at Harbor Shores this weekend. He's got yeah. a friend coming into town from Ohio. Um, you know, it's going to be good. I can't wait can't wait for that event. That golf course has me psyched. Yeah. I mean, that course looks awesome. Yeah. So this weekend we're going to be 
at Harbor Shores. If I'm if I'm checking my stats correctly, I think we got 16 teams, so 32 players. Our next event, if anybody is trying to find us out there and wants to participate in these amazing events, is at Sandy Pines Golf Club. It's uh, Saturday, June 19th. It's in Demont, Indiana. It's it's one of the places that you know we have been told by people down there. Uh, a close friend of mine, Paul Latella, has told me it's an absolute gem. I hope we can get um, a bunch more teams down there. Have a great Saturday, and then we look forward to the rest of the schedule for the rest of the year. AGTSeries.com. One of the coolest things about the weekend that goes into Saturday is that all of a sudden, uh, somebody that you're going to get to know really well on this show, she's going to be a guest. I guarantee you, Megan Godfrey and I start up this conversation, right? Yeah. Now, I'm just going to admit it. I'm just going to say it now. I'm a little jealous of this woman right now. Okay. Let Why me is g- that? Why let is me that? give you this list of places she's been in probably oh, the last man. five weeks. I'm not going to like it. It might even be sooner. Whistling Straits. Yeah. Bandon Dunes. That's okay. I'm already jealous. Sand Valley. Wow. Stream Song. Oh. Now I think she's at Stream Song, right? Yeah. I mean, I wrote this down and I did a Google search. I just wrote this list and did a Google search and it came back jealous. That's, that's what <laughs> jealous. it came back. It came back jealous. Oh, man. I mean, Andy, n- name me I four places you could go in this world to play golf. Now, there's other places that yeah. we could go that would probably be a little bit better. Yeah. But, I mean, that schedule that's, is just ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. I, mean, I can't even I can't even get her to comment back on group chats. <laughs> She's too busy golfing these courses. <laughs> we got into a conversation there are two people in particular uh, from the St. Louis area. One of them is was our social media winner from the Whistling event. Yeah. William and Jessica. They are, I we've all proclaimed them sort of the power couple. Yeah. They are awesome. They are just two avid lovers of golf, right? Yeah, I'm glad we met them. Yeah, they're fantastic. So one of the cool parts about it that I didn't even know about is, and I'm about to put William on the spot, but I'm Uh-oh. taking care of him. Don't Uh-oh. worry about it. Uh-oh. So Megan tells me to go and look at William's head covers and lo and behold there are five head covers that say high heat on them okay okay i we can't we can't let him do that we're yeah. gonna have to me and you are gonna team up yeah right it's gonna be the first thing it's gonna be the initiative of the a to z <laughs> golfing podcast is we gotta find him five head covers to okay. cover up the clubs yeah and then we're gonna take we're gonna replace his club i already promised him that i'm gonna replace his driver <laughs> right so i think he's coming into town over the fourth of july i think we're gonna have to get him together okay i think we're we're going to have to, we're going to have to, we'll figure it out. We're going to do something, right? Yeah. We might have to get swag golf involved. We might have to, we might have to, th- we're going to have to think outside the box, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can give him anything. I have, I have two <laughs> binfuls. I just went through, I just cleaned out my garages last week and I had to put everything together. I have two huge binfuls, like Costco size binfuls of covers. And I looked at it. I was like, what am I doing? And I'm like, I love this stuff so much. And it's all in a bag in my garage. You know, that's, that's the difference conversation we got to get to that uh, no 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 no. there's oh. no shying away oh, from that no, conversation I, 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 but I mean you box. just you opened a door and I'm gonna step right inside oh, no so you're you're finally coming to grass that it's your fault right like you're not putting this on my wife loves the Valentine's <laughs> Day cover well and my kids they my, do like the popcorn the hot dogs they, your kids they, love I, everything that is true they I, love everything that is true it is very true so I guess realistically I love it I, yes. is where it comes down to and I'm trying to tell the wife that it's for other people so I can keep buying it. Um, <laughs> but I guess realistically it is, it is my love of the swag head covers that is getting to me. They're, they're amazing. They're amazing. I mean, obviously 
we're, we're both involved in it. I mean, they, they've done a fantastic job with uh, sponsoring some, some awesome events that we have done so yeah. far. And, and they're continuing to do that. And their support is fantastic. Andrew, working so closely with Rob McGuire, is, they do some great stuff. And yeah, I, think it's, really I think it's fantastic. I'm, I'm definitely going to have, it's one of my goals is to hopefully get them on. I'm hoping, hoping Conway or Hazeltine would be good to have a little blurb from them. It'd be, yeah. It would be fantastic. But um, I, I got to go back. I got to go back to the power couple real yeah, quick. Yeah, okay, so, sorry. I, I, I no, 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 it's okay. We kind of got off track, and, yeah. you know, we're, we're doing our thing. I'm, wa- I'm watching... I watch the live scoring as the event's going on, right? So, and I'm like in the group chat and I'm like three under through four <laughs> in the net and like four under through five. And, you know, that I think, I find myself doing that more when I'm running events. And then I started doing it on Sunday while I was playing in the event. Yeah, you're like scoreboard I, watching, yeah, hoping wa- for people. I'm watching the Arnold brothers. I've known them for like forever, yeah. you know, it seems like. And I'm like, man, I really, two brothers going to Branson. I'm like, I'm rooting. There was a tie at seven. Then they got to eight. And I'm like, I'm like, that's so cool. And I'm like, not even paying attention to anything that's going on. Like, I didn't even know what we shot yeah. when we got done until I did the final tallies. It, it's just cool stuff like that. And I'm finding these events to be more and more like that. You're, we're meeting people. You're kind of seeing the team sort of formulate, right? And then you're watching good scores. And I think then, then that's what's getting me excited. Cause it's, I think eight under and gross. Yeah. Uh, has only been topped at Cog Hill. Yeah, I, I think Kilborn and Steger did it. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing his last night last name correctly. So, Jared, apologize if I didn't. But what what are you seeing more as as you're seeing as the season's going on with the series? What are you seeing more from it? Yeah, I mean, I'm scoreboard watching at home too. Like, I I I know some of the guys out there and some of the people I don't. I'm just looking for great round. Like these people, I think they're really enjoying the format we have going on with it. The the way that they can you know you, you can be one person can be out of the hole and then you know, you still get a birdie out of it. Yeah. And it's, I'm just, I'm loving the way that the season's going for us so far. The atmosphere to me is, is the one thing that, that I'm really enjoying. I mean, yeah. Kenny, Kenny really down in St. Louis, when we were doing the putting contest, I mean, just his interaction with everybody. And, and it's sort of that, that cool aspect where you're finding a way to get everybody back together after event so that they're not just leaving. Right. I mean, we had yeah. the, we had the net playoff that went to the third hole. That's amazing. That's cool. I'm getting a text from Kenny. Uh, we're going to the second hole. We're going to the third hole. Yeah. And then the next thing, you know, it's an hour and a half later, but then you see both teams come back and are literally high fiving each other. Congratulations right. and stuff like that. And now I've got to pull them over to a putting contest. Right. Like there's, there's nobody left there. They're having an amazing time and we're doing all this stuff. And I see to me that has, that's always been what I think I was missing when I played competitively because I would just take it so damn serious. Yeah, you took it very serious. I mean, it was show up, don't talk to anybody. Go the range for an hour. Where am I range? Exactly. You know, you learn from people around you. Like, I learned to have more fun with it from guys like you, from guys like Rob, from George and Nick and BJ and all these people that, that I've met. And now that we're doing trips and we're doing better ball events and we're doing all of this stuff. I'm just finding myself like trying to soak in the atmosphere. And I think 
That's, I mean, for me, it's really good. I hope everybody else is enjoying it the same way. Yeah, and that's where, where I'm saying, like, I, I like the format we're doing because it's, when, when, whenever I've played tournaments with just myself, you know, it's, I'm so nervous about everything, but, you know, I, I got someone else I can rely on here and we can we can go win this together. And what's better than winning than with your buddy or, you know, even a, a, a person you just met. I just met a Peter for the first time and him and I had a great time playing golf. You know, winning with, with, with a person and it just, you know, you can high five them, fist bump them, all that stuff. You know, when you're playing by yourself, you're kind of like, oh yeah, good shot to that person. But you're playing against them still. Like you got someone you can go with here and and celebrate with. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, you know, I think it's really cool. And like, we are obviously, we're doing all these events. And one of the things that has me excited about what we're doing right now, like this podcast is that, you know, we've already made a decision, me and you, that, you know, we want this to be interactive. We want to, we want to just not be standing in a basement with a ceiling fan that won't shut off and a light that can't turn on. Still haven't found the remote. remote. Still haven't found it. But, you know, when I got the text message from Kilborn that you were going to go to the Kilborn Classic and the next text message is the podcast is going, right? And I think that's so cool because this is, this is a venture for us where like I, I can literally sit outside of a golf course and do this. Yeah. Like I just don't have a problem with it and I can't, I mean, listen, Andy's, uh, Andy's not going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you, I got notes over here for this, right? (laughs) Like I got no production guy in my ear. I got notes over here trying to keep up, but I think that's the coolest part. Like I never saw myself doing this. Yeah. Well, I remember we were talking about it and with Rob and myself and we were like, all right, you know, get your notes ready. You're like notes. You're like, you're like, I don't need any notes. Well, you know, I, you know, I had a, I had some, you know, I thought I could do this without saying, but it's so much like when you don't realize that when you're, when you're putting pen to paper, right. How many different things come up and the things that you want to talk about. And then the things that are engaging for people, you know, that hopefully they want to listen to as much as I want to talk about it, you know, and I think that's, that's sort of the caveat. And I, and I, and I really like that. And one of the biggest things that I wanted to cover at the end is I'm a huge fan of women's golf. Oh yeah. Okay. I love watching women's golf. Like it's, I, yeah, I just, you know, if there's things that any of us could take away from probably 95% of the female golfers out there is their tempo. Well, that's what I'm saying. Their swings are so much prettier. Like just to watch that swing. Yeah. I mean, the only guy on tour I really like watching is McElroy. Okay. Other than that, I'll take any woman's swing over that because exactly right. Their tempo, their speed, their everything is just so much better looking. Yeah. Now, I don't know. How, how much of it did you watch? How, how much of it did you get to watch? I, 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 I watched the, uh, the final round. I, I went back and I rewatched the replay of that. Okay. Before we get into the winner, because she deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, we're going to touch on that. But when when did when did the USGA decide to make women's the women's US Open harder than the men's US Open? Oh yeah. So hold on for a second. So I'm watching some of these tee shots and I can't even see the fairway. Yeah. Okay. And the, and the television camera is probably above the players' heads, right, and all that stuff. And then I'm watching a golf ball go into the fairway. It it misses the fairway by a ball. Yeah. And there's no first cut of rough. Right. And it's in like a foot deep of rough. Okay. But then I watch. The men's U.S. Open, and they're like, oh, cut down the high grass. Yeah. We can't. It's not fair. I get it. There's a yardage it's difference a, it's here. It's a ratings thing. But, I, I mean, come on. 
Yeah. I mean, they're the best women's players in the world. You can yeah. make the golf course difficult without watching people having to hit lob wedges out of the rough constantly. Right. Right? I mean, if you that golf course is beautiful, by the way. Olympic Club is yeah. absolutely beautiful. The whole home of Johnny Miller, or he had like a junior membership there back in the day. Good thing he's not televising coverage anymore. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's something else. But I'm just saying, like, to me, some of those shots... Listen, they got to hit it in the fairway. Yeah. But um, specific holes where the ball is just bouncing to the right of the fairway and it ends up in the rough is like, um, and I'm thinking to myself, that's unfair. It really was. That's unfair. But yet we're cutting down high grass and they're, they're about to do it at Whistling Straits. Yeah. You know, Stricker wants to cut down all the high grass for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. You know, and I get it. Team USA gets to, you know, do whatever they want. They're going to try to, you know, they're going to attempt to beat up on the Euros. It's never going to happen, <laughs> you know, and I'm European. So, um, yeah. you know, the Americans across from me, I'm European. Yeah. So that's going to be a whole show in a itself. A to Z by itself right there. But I just, I, I'm watching that and I'm watching how great they are. Yeah. And, you know, it they're is so good. It's, they're so good. And that, and that's the thing about it. I'm, I'm, I'm watching Lexi, you know, she's got oh, the lead yes. going into the final day and she had a chance to get it to nine under part I, I think she was going to be like four clear yeah and then all of a sudden you know she's she's making bogeys on par fives which lexi thompson does not no. make bogeys on par fives yeah. and then next thing you know she's fanning some shots and yeah you got yuka sasso wins the u.s open in a playoff i think it was a three-hole playoff yeah right i mean just incredible i mean just incredible stuff first woman from the philippines i think it is yeah i believe you're uh, right. to win and yeah. had said she might be the youngest i, I think she was tied with the youngest tied for the youngest I mean it was it was an amazing event I mean I was watching that more than Memorial and I love Memorial but I have yeah. a problem because you know without LT Gray playing <laughs> right you know I mean I have a hard time staying viewed into Patrick Cantley patting his feet on the putting yeah. green and on the tee box like 17 times right. before he hits a ball. You know, that was great to see. I love where women's golf is going. Yeah. You know, we have some of the most amazing women around us. I mean, we've been around some of the most amazing women's golfers from, uh, I've been around Molly Bainey, who's a great coach. Um, Karen Ford has been so inspirational. And, oh, I love her. You know, this this new age of, of women's golf with, you know, Emily and Megan and, and Ashley and Jessica and, you know, Dina involved. It's so great because now they're having more fun with it and it's becoming more engaging, yeah. you know, and, and I love sitting around with them afterwards, talking golf or just having a debate. It's a different perspective. Or just hanging out. It totally is. Yeah. But I have so much respect for them. Oh, of course. You know, and it's tough. It's tough. And I, and I think that more people should, should watch that. Like what, with what happened with the NCAA whole debacle and you got Barstool Sports who's, you know, put on an event for them. That's amazing. We yeah. should be doing more of that. Right. We should be doing more of that. You know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about uh, as well before we get off of the subject is, you know, the interaction that we were talking about with our listeners. Is that something that Andy and I have been talking about all week before we got to episode two? And we really want that. You are more than welcome to 
to send Andrew texts. You can send myself texts. We will give you our phone numbers, probably not to everybody, but some <laughs> of the accepting few will get them. But please reach out, share stuff. Andy's going to tell you a little bit more about what he wants from people out there, and I think it'll be helpful for us as we go along in this journey. Yeah, if any way you can find us, find us on the A to Z Golfing Podcast, um, Instagram there, ask any questions you want. And uh, yeah, we want to know what you want to hear. Awesome. I can't wait for it. I, I, I love hearing from them because not only are they listening, you know, to the episodes, yeah. which is great. It's fantastic. But, you know, we wouldn't be able to do this without them. No. And, I, and I think that's the most that's the most important part. Yeah. I mean, we could just be two guys in a basement talking to each other. I mean, that's, and to be honest, I'd probably have fun with that, too. But it's, it's, it's better to be engaging, like you're saying. Like, I like hearing what people got to say. Like, my uncle called me, like, out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I, I didn't even know he had a Facebook account because we shared this on Facebook and Instagram. That was probably the happiest I ever was. Like, the phone call, I just lit up. He, he left a message because I was actually on the golf course. But he left a message. He's like, hey, buddy, heard the podcast. I was like, no, you did <laughs> not hear the podcast. I called him back instantly. He's like, you got to get video, though. I was like, Uncle, I'm like, we, we, we gotta, we'll get there soon. I'm like, yeah. I, I got enough stuff going on. We'll get the video out there soon. My my favorite question to me is, uh, I got asked how many times I swore, and and oh, and was, for me, for me, I don't know. You'd have to check the tape. I don't think I, I it was I don't think I've sworn in either episodes. I've said hell. So hell, yeah, I, mean, I guess that might be. I gotta check to see if pod, if uh, Apple Podcasts they allow us it. be clean. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna need the rules yeah. as we go along of phrases that I'm that yeah. I'm not gonna be able to say. No, yeah, you kept it real clean. I was. Actually, I, I, when I was listening back on it the first time, I was like, oh, I'd have to edit anything out here. That's that's nice. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, I wanted to thank everybody for uh, listening to this episode. Um, from Andrew and myself, thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you.